This short code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to schooling. MedEdMedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code Podcast. Welcome back to the Short Code Podcast. Halloween edition. Uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you too, Dave. Should I should I keep that accent throughout the whole show? If you can. Yeah, it's spooky ooky. <laughs> I'm Dave Atler. <laughs> With me today in the ever-evolving writing and humanities program studios is M2 Sahana Arumagam. Hi. Uh, M2 Nathan Spitz. A spooky hello to all of you. <laughs> Emma Barr is zooming in from hello. our state capital of Des Moines. Hello again. <laughs> <laughs> and Aline Sanduk. A not scary hi to everyone. <laughs> is here to absolutely no one's surprise. <laughs> you know, if you wanted to talk about me doing the show too much, this is not the time or the place. But I welcome the feedback. All right. All right. Um, Actually, uh, a bit of trivia. This is my 91st episode. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. Before we get started today, I want to acknowledge some listener feedback. Are you going to take my brag out? No. Oh, all right. Good. I thought you were going to make some kind of like skeleton like type of joke. No, oh, no. Sorry. For the number of years. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little yeah. sensitive about Nathan. You don't have to remind me. I've been here for a million years. It's not it's that. Yeah. It's not that. I love having you on the show. I would have you on the show yeah. every week. That goes for all of you. Oh, uh, there you don't go. have nice to save. Want. That I was a good here. save. That was a good save. <laughs> Before we get started today, I want to acknowledge some listener feedback. First, uh, Kate in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, uh, wrote to say that she appreciated our October 8th episode on having a chronic health condition in med school. She has a Charcot-Marie-Tooth disease, mm-hmm. so she's always worrying about how her progressive disease will change her ability to um, uh, be a physician. She also points out that uh, being in the room while other people discuss her condition, you know, like in class or whatever, um, without the personal knowledge she has, uh, takes a toll emotionally. And and so um, I wanted to acknowledge that. That kind of makes sense. It would be, seems like it would be weird to have somebody talking about your progressive disease while you're in the in such clinical in such a clinical way mm-hmm. not not the same but we just finished our psychiatry unit I mean, we did take like a little poll about like how many people know somebody or who will have been living with a mental health condition, but there is almost no kind of like trigger or content warning, you know, content warning of like, hey, we're going to be like talking about this and going through checklists. And like, I know there's kind of like the med student syndrome of like, oh, maybe I have this, but like rates of anxiety and depression are huge. Well, some people really do have and, this. Right. right. No, right. Exactly. And there was no kind of like conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know for like panic disorder, I was like, it was very dissociative of like <laughs> going through and like checking off like each yes, of these symptoms. Yes, this is all very theoretical. Like, I have no idea what me, this feels like. like when they talk me. about like how horrible some of the prognosis are, like, oh, if you don't get treatment, you're going to end up like uh, in jail or on living on the streets or like 43% increase in mortality from like cardiovascular. And it's like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, there's no, no, yeah. Scary. Yeah. So she, yeah, she has an entirely different view than everybody else in the room. Right. Um, and it's got to be taxing. 
Um, you know, I, I think a lot more students have those moments than we realize. Oh, I'm certain of you it. Know, yeah, like, I mean, everybody's everybody has some. Lots of people have something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if not them, like a close relative, and then we get to yeah. that section in the curriculum, and it's it's a, a what you, exactly like Nathan said, it's very dissociative where you have to kind of compartmentalize <laughs> your real life from your student life and. Yeah, it's hard. I think the only time when this might not have been true is in 1850 or whenever the University of Iowa first opened up. And the reason it wasn't true is because there was like five diseases and they were all cholera. Tuberculosis. They didn't know about other diseases, right? So, Guys, first day Back when the curriculum school. was two weeks long. And <laughs> it's almost always going to be TB. All right. You're graduated. <laughs> Go out into the world. Remember, zebras and horses. Dude, but bloodletting, they still... I mean, hey, that's stuck around. Hey, it's still bloodlet. You know. Yeah, I think it hasn't there been a study that shows like that the saliva of leeches have anti coagulant property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. So thanks for writing in and saying nice things about the show. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, send us updates. Love to hear uh, how things are going. If you uh, if you want to do that. And we also heard back from Michael, who was the impetus for that show when he wrote in to ask us to assemble some students to talk about having a chronic condition in med school. His med school interview, if you're interested, went well. Woo! Congrats, Um, Michael. I'm sure he was uh, forthright about his uh, situation during his interview because it seemed like just the kind of guy he would would be. And he has now settled in for the long wait to hear back. So perhaps he's heard by now. I don't know. Uh, But Michael... If you have, hope the news was good. Keep in touch. But it is, it's very jarring, I think, to like have your interview, like whether you feel good or bad about it and like have that variation in schools of like some are like, all right, you'll hear back in six weeks or something. It's like, all right, you might not hear back until March. That I know, is the hardest he said, part. I think he said the earliest. So he had his interview early October and he said the earliest he would hear back is October 15th. And I'm like, wow, that's that's nice. Yeah. So our medical school interviews are all online this year, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. OK. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that may account for the speedier t- turnaround. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the usual. I don't know what the usual speed is. So. I think here, yeah, they do like every two weeks. They like will review and they like will pull from like previous applications and do like two week kind of like check ins. And you might not hear anything. And you know, you could interview in October, and not hear anything until January if mm-hmm. they just like don't make a decision on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good luck, um, Michael. Good We're rooting for you. And for everybody interviewing like across the country right no, now. No, just Michael. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we do love you, Michael. We do love you. But hang in there. Yeah, if you're one of those people who are like waiting or haven't heard anything yet either, like sometimes people don't start interviewing until November, December, yeah. and you can still get in. It just takes one. Yeah. So. What oh. I'd love to hear from, I would love to hear from listeners. If you, if you want to, if you're applying this year and you want to send in your story of your interview, Maybe something weird happened. Maybe you were, you know, I, I would like to know about it. Hmm. Um, you don't have to be, you don't have to use your name or anything like that. Um, you don't even have to tell me your name. You can make up your own name. I will make up one for you. <laughs> it, is, you it is Halloween, but it doesn't have to be a horror story. It doesn't have to be <laughs> yes. a horror story either. So I was Those in are the also of very the, welcome now. Yes. In the middle of my CBL portion and I was stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to figure out in real time what happens when you lose huge yes. amounts of blood. Wow, that was dark. <laughs> yeah, happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, speaking of which, uh, it is going to be Halloween this weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that 
it's COVID and uh, real fear of dying. Are there any? Is yeah. there anything planned? Is there any activities? Are there, are there is anything? Is it possible to be responsible? There are a couple of really cool like corn mazes going on and like haunted houses where they're gonna keep everyone socially distanced. So where? Uh, there's one in Dubuque, okay. I think, and one in Davenport. There is, Ooh, I think fun. the one in. I think okay. I've been to the one in Dubuque. Thing. Yeah. How far is Dubuque? It's like two hours, one hour forty five minutes. That's yeah. Far for a corn maze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would not. Come be on, sub- Sahana. <laughs> the, uh, Where's your Halloween spirit? The bars in Iowa City just opened up, and I would not be surprised. They like pray. Yeah, they pray on freshmen, and like they have all kinds of deals and things like yeah. that. So I would not be surprised if they have. Halloween parties and costume contests and, and that doesn't seem like and, a good idea, but in COVID, no, whatever. I was talking. I mean, I don't know what it's like elsewhere, but in Iowa City, you know, there was like a huge spike within like the first like two weeks. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like a lot of the younger people probably don't care anymore because they already got it. You know what I'm saying? Like they have that mentality of like, oh, I have the antibodies. Like it doesn't matter if I go out or not because I'm not going to get sick again, which mm-hmm. again, we don't know like antibodies or reinfection rates, et cetera. But I'm I just saying like, them. I would not be surprised if those kind of things like happened again. There was a certain yeah. bar downtown whose name I won't mention. He's who shall not be named. Summit. Is it <laughs> No, Summit? no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was another one that you immediately There's like would... 4,000. It's actually nothing but bars. Yeah, but you would know immediately. Like, so anyway, this bar on their Facebook page was bitching about how they got shut down, and you know, like, how do you know it was us? And blah, blah, blah. Oh, does it start with you, a B it and does end with start an O James? <laughs> no, 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 not that one either, oh. but it does start with a B. Oh, okay, does it involve okay. siblings? Yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. right. Okay. Got it, got it. And um, they were like, ooh. How do you know it's us? How do you how can you trace back to us? I'm like, and I couldn't help myself. I, you know, like I don't frequent this bar's Facebook page, but I was like, no, I am not doing. I am not letting you slide with that. And I'm like, you knew. I typed into Facebook. I'm like, you knew exactly what you were doing. This is not a shock to you. Yeah, you knew. They knew that this mm-hmm. would happen, mm-hmm. and you did it anyway. So. So, you know, I, I said, I feel bad for your employees, but Ooh. I don't feel bad for you. Yeah. You effed up. Yeah. Own it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think, I, I think that conversation, and I don't know if I ended the conversation there, or they were just like, well, this isn't going to work. So. You, d- you brought it, you brought it to the real world a little too really, <laughs> right. I should say. But no, you're not, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm sitting here in silence because I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> and you're saying everything that I'm thinking, okay. so I, there's n- I have nothing to it's add. It's 91 shows of wisdom. There's 91 shows of wisdom culminating in this silence right now. All I, I really it. need for you to do, Aline, during the show is just sit there and agree with me. <laughs> and say things like, I haven't said anything. Because I agree. I'll be your Andy Richter to, to your Conan O'Brien. <laughs> That's right, Conan. You tell him. You show him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any uh, any plans to dress up in costume for some reason? Sexy nurse, sexy doctor, you know, all those problematic costumes that... Uh, that is kind of the major, bran- the first branching point in the decision algorithm. Is, is it it's like, sexy do I want to be sexy or not? Okay. Got that out of the way. Now, what do I want to be? Because yeah. there's sexy everything. There's sexy tree stump I saw. I know. Oh. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They, it, our, our free market system has sexified every possible <laughs> costume sexy. idea. Yeah. yeah. It, what was, there was like a, I don't know, it was a, a, a lineman or something, and he had a, he had like a member. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like, really? Well, like, what's, you know, how did... I mean, that's just lazy. What? There's yeah. not even innuendo there. <laughs> 
If you want to make it extra real, you should be an STI. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be a great idea. You could like cover up with masks. Sexy STI. Just like tape a bunch of masks everywhere. Sexy STI. That you can peel off and hand to people. <laughs> a little chlamydia for you. <laughs> Oh, God. Do you have plans to dress up, Dave? Certainly not. <laughs> Why did I say it so curmudgeonly? <laughs> no, I'm too lazy for that. All right, you know, we, we well, live in an... go ha- trick-or-treating this year? Yeah, they can. They can. Um, so I think most people are going to put candy outside the house, right? Nobody comes to our door. Yeah, I love Nobody it. comes to our door because we live in a weird, like, spot. We live on a street... That has prob like it's a long street, but all of the other houses are on the cross street, mm-hmm. and we are like one of maybe three on our street that faces the actual road. So nobody mm-hmm. ever comes to our, and we're on this weird corner. Nobody ever comes to our house, which mm-hmm. is great. Do you what do you turn pass out? Your lights and hide. <laughs> we do turn out our lights after a certain point. Yes. <laughs> okay. What are you passing out, or what do you leave out? You think we should go uh, full size Snickers? Oh, you'd be yeah. in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. There, you know, there's there's an art. To trick or treating, and I so As my a partner, child or the house? <laughs> both, yeah. So the thing you have to take into account as a kid is like the inter intra house distance to candy yeah. size ratio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like if you live if you live in a neighborhood where the houses are really far apart, you have a responsibility to offer full size candy because those kids are walking a, a, a pretty long point. distance. That's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're not doing our we're not doing our duty. Is mm-hmm. what you're saying. I agree. I understand. I understand. We did sit out like in on the street or on the in the driveway with a fire pit and everything one year, um, mm-hmm. and that's when we realized this isn't going to work. Nobody's coming. Aww. Yeah, so, that was our first year in the house. So yeah, I don't know if you if y'all have any fun like Halloween trick or treating stories, but when I was a kid, did did you all get those UNICEF boxes that you had yeah, to put yeah. pennies? <laughs> Man, no. that was the best. No, what a great, great detail. Yeah, what, what a, a great, great scam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a fantastic way to incentivize kids to raise money for the poor. Like, that was a good type of competition. Wait, say it again. What a UNICEF box? I know what UNICEF is, but... Those oh. little orange boxes they would give you at school, and you're supposed to take them with you trick-or-treating, and it's like a little piggy, cardboard piggy bank. Yeah. And you'd be like, can you give me your spare change for UNICEF? And you would, like, take it back to school, and, mm-hmm. like, all, all the kids would, like, dump their boxes back yeah, to the teacher. Uh-huh. Okay. So a lot of people would keep just like buckets of change and they would put a couple of like just coins. Usually it was pennies. Right. I, should do that. <laughs> I should do that to raise money for the podcast. Yeah. Surely people people would. Oh, like send us out yeah. trick-or-treating <laughs> as a bunch of med students. With a little orange box. Trick-or-treat also. Can you, can you spare, spare some change? Uh, spare some change, change for, for a show that wants to go do live streaming? Do they do the UNICEF thing in Iowa? I, I think they do something else. Okay. I'm from Iowa and I've never heard of it, but mm-hmm. that does not mean that they don't do it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's worldwide, but in Canada, we we definitely. I feel like I've seen the UNICEF box. Yeah. In the past, it's got a little handle. It's like a little yeah rectangle. Yeah. Well, the the other thing I was going to say is, uh, and I really do, all joking aside, I do feel bad for kids to not be able to experience this because it really is like an adventure on Halloween night. Yeah, yeah. Because when I was a kid, one thing we would do is our moms would. they would sew reinforced pillowcases for our candy collecting. Mm. And we would, one year we did it on rollerblades so we could be faster and more efficient. <laughs> and we even had like rendezvous points. Like we would have moms meet us so we could dump our bags out 
Wow, you um, guys had a whole... that much candy? Damn. My, my... Well, it was very dense, you know, where I lived, so there was a lot of candy to collect. I'm also imagining you, like, clonking upstairs <laughs> with your rollerblades <laughs> on of, like, ten steps. Like... That or rolling up the, the driveway if it wasn't too mm. steep, so... But Aline, you had asked about, this is maybe a horror story, as I was in second grade and we had found this like little abandoned like kitten just like in our garage and it was like Halloween day and you know, like I wasn't allowed to keep pets in our house, but our parents were like, okay, fine, like just wait till tonight. We'll like go out to your grandparents, you can trick or treat and like drop the cat there. <laughs> and as I, you know, I'm like, I think I was Scream. I think I was dressed up as Scream with like the long like black robe and I'm like. So oh. original. Right, I know, right. <laughs> okay, bashing on second grade Nathan. And let's, not, <laughs> let's not costume shame here. I was not sexy scream. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I was like riding out to our grandparents' house with this like little cat and I like get up and I the robe was no longer black. It was brown. The cat had like diary oh. <laughs> like, oh. all down like the front of my costume. Oh. Um, so that is my poor like, oh Halloween <laughs> trick-or-treating oh, yeah, Before you said so. poop, I thought it was fur and I was like, wow, that's a lot of fur for a kitten. No, and it, then, was, the, it was diarrhea. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. She definitely my, gave me the trick. I did not get the trick. <laughs> my only significant memory from Halloween when I was little was in like first grade or something, we were giving candy to each other at school and I was like trying to tape together something to take my candy home in and I put a piece of scotch tape on my lip for some reason to like hold it to save it, you know, for my next piece. And then I ripped the scotch tape off and it like ripped the skin on my face and then I had like blood dripping down. <laughs> Oh, that's so Halloween makeup. Yeah, I like yeah. the makeup. Special did effects. did a really good job this year. <laughs> it added to my costume, but I love this. It was very sad. I love that Aline's, like the parents in Aline's neighborhood, like sewed reinforced pillowcases. <laughs> like mm -hmm. they had so much friggin' candy. That a regular pillowcase wasn't going to do it. Mm -hmm. They had to make a reinforce. Where did you live? What magical fairyland did it you was, live? Uh, it was a like a a literal one light town on the island of Laval. Oh, so they were compensating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I mean, so we lived. Um, it's a very small town um, next to the Three Rivers River. Um, th none of this makes sense. So we lived on the <laughs> island of Laval, and like it, it was very, very uh, kind of rural, actually. Now that I think Canada. about it, yeah, yeah, yeah and can right. How about you take all that out and just say Canada? <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of words for just Canada. A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, That's nice, though. It's very different from, I think, my rural Osage, Iowa, Walmart bag. <laughs> like, one little plastic Walmart bag for trick-or-treating. Exactly. In diary and costumes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so much more magical. But now you have a great story. So. Right. Yeah. Worth it. All great stories have diarrhea in them. <laughs> uh, well, I hope you enjoy your Halloween for what it's worth this year. And... Uh, and uh, I will be hunkering down in the dark with the lights off so that children... <laughs> so no one comes. So no one comes to my door. So I want your damn germs. Hey, Emma. Hey. What are you doing in Des Moines anyway? You've been, you've been zooming in. Why aren't you yeah. here? Why aren't you here in Iowa City sitting in my 
in my in my studio here um well technically i'm not in des moines right now because i'm everybody so okay for your court clerkship just pretend um, that you're in des moines <laughs> yeah, right? the listeners won't know the difference i'm just kidding and neither will we i'm in a smaller rural town for my family medicine rotation right now oh you're on your whole, you're on your ambulatory block yeah. yeah but this whole year i've been in des moines where you can do your rotations at five different community hospitals in place of doing them at the University Hospital in Iowa City. And mm-hmm. so it provides like an opportunity to see a little bit more diverse pop- patient population. Um, and there's less students, so you may get to be involved in more procedures and surgery and stuff like that. Oh, is that um, true? You, did, did you, you got more, uh, more experience that way? Um, I mean, I, I haven't done the same rotations in Iowa City, so I can't tell for sure. Mm. But on each rotation, there's like, two or three students versus in Iowa City, there's maybe like 16 to 20. Mm. Um, I've heard and there's that too. fellows as well. At, in Iowa City, they have fellowship programs and in Des Moines, there's residents, but there's fewer residents and there's no fellows. Yeah, I. so just out of curiosity, do you know of any MSDP students who've ever done that? I'm going. I don't think you're allowed to. Oh, uh, well, uh, that's not <laughs> what Sounds I've been like, told, to... <laughs> actually. No, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm thinking about doing it, and I've been talking to, like, Dr. Cooper to see if he can arrange it. But, like, we're a little bit on. I'm I'm going for just my pediatric and IM rotation for three months, but not for oh. the whole year. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, so, Hannah, gotcha. what was your decision matrix in doing that? I don't know, just to leave oh. Iowa City for a bit. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Des Moines is a really fun city, too. So, there's always like events and festivals on a normal year. This year, kind of, we missed out on it because of COVID, but I've heard that it's a fun city to be in, too. We also have an airport, so it's easier to leave and, and come back than Iowa City. So, yeah, that's true. What do you think? Um, I mean, so, so you're, you're, seeing a different sort of population of patients mm-hmm. and it w- in what ways are they different yeah so like i think just in general des moines is a little bit more diverse um like maybe ethnically demographically there's also the ca- the county hospital broadlands that we get to do our OBGYN and psych rotations at um and so that's going to be a little bit more of a um medically underserved population um we don't get as many like we call them zebras um Mm -hmm. i would say like all the really super interesting and unique cases are usually sent to iowa city but we get really used to doing like the more bread and butter cases um in des moines and then also for people who spend a year there we also go back and do rotations at university of iowa so we get both experiences in the end yeah that's a lot a lot of the draw for me is that i like the idea of rotating at five different really community embedded like institutions as opposed to like kind of like emma said we do a lot of community work at UHC, but it's a lot of like highly specialized cases Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're going to be in a primary care setting that's really good for that yeah I used to get bent out of shape when one of my podcasters would go to Des Moines for a year and I would sort of <laughs> lose them for their third year. How foolish of me. How localist. How localist. <laughs> but look at what COVID has done. It has brought Yay. Emma home. Yes. <laughs> the prodigal daughter so has nice. returned. We, yeah. Now she can join us with her weird microphone noises. And <laughs> Dave, do you like plan? Do you foresee like this still like happening, you know, whatever down the road, let's assume I'll we keep, can like join. Do you think you'd still like let people hop on Zoom? I'll keep doing it. I like, um, I mean, it's it's hard when there's more than one person on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just because of audio issues and all that kind of stuff, it, it makes it a little bit harder. It's not too much harder. Um, but I really like the fact that Emma can join us even while she's um, in Des Moines. And it's interesting because, you know, like it didn't even occur to me um, not too long ago that we could do this. And this is one of those areas where, you know, our current situation has really changed how I look at, you know, everything everything I do um, in the rest of my life. And this is one way where it's changed. I mean, this is, it's added possibilities for me. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty pleased about that. Um, but, it, but if this doesn't spur the development of holograms and like telepresence <laughs> and stuff like that, like if, if Emma could join us via hologram <laughs> and I could put her like in a seat, so and, like, awesome. you know, I mean, that would it's be coming. Pr- Just wait two years. Right. There's like yeah. the Michael Jackson hologram like show. Yeah. So like, I feel like the technology oh, yeah. already exists. It's it ready to trickle yeah. down to the, to the, to the masses. To the masses. Yeah. Well, a couple of years ago, there was a concert that featured Tupac, yeah, Tupac Shakur. And it was so realistic that people lost their fucking minds. They were yeah. like, oh my God, Tupac is alive. <laughs> but, and then they found out that it was just a, a, they really a big spectacle. Yeah, they really should have... Uh, Maybe brought, I don't know. Like, just like a disclaimer of like, hey, this is not real. Just Maybe like a, <laughs> some words could appear above Tupac, like, I'm dead. <laughs> Calm right. down. Still dead. A trigger warning. Yeah. Don't get shook when you find out it's not him. Right. Yeah. To uh, so the point of like, um, going back to like how COVID has enabled us to have more possibilities, like technology wise and zooming and stuff like that. I think it's great, but I think also as we've like kind of opened up, not opened up more, I don't like that term, but like allowed for more in-person things where there's appropriate social distancing, I think people still kind of assume that like, oh, but there's going to be a virtual option also, right? And then they don't have to come and they can have their camera off and not really pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's still value in like meeting in person and like, oh yeah, um, yeah if you're sure. allowed, if you're able to, like you guys are there today, like I'd rather be there in person. Yeah, no question. I mean, it's... It's just better in person. Um, yeah. I do wonder though, like, um, it, I, I do wonder like in some, in some cases, how much of this genie we can put back in the bottle when the time comes. Like, you know, we're doing all these interviews, for instance, for medical school, yeah. um, you know, where most medical schools, if not all of them are doing online interviews and you save so much money, so much money. So I mean, there money. is a huge downside, right? Like you can't yeah. go and see the school sure. and, yeah. and, and interact with, you know, that many more people like you would in person. Um, but maybe well, it like makes sense for people to interview virtually so they don't have to pay to go to like 20 different places. And then when they get in, they could go see the place like yeah. in real life. I yeah. was going to say like a second look day where you would be, that's where you spend the money to come because right. now you, you really are trying to decide. Although as we've talked about, you know, like this, po- that possibility of virtually interviewing means that you can cast your net that much wider, which means that yes. schools have to offer more interviews, which means that, mm-hmm. or that, People are competing for interview spots. I mean, it's just many more applications. There goes like holistic. How can you holistic? Like I just saw a tweet from like a program director on Twitter that was like, as expected, like we have like at this time, 40 percent more interviews than we did last year. And like, how can we expect to, you know, a program director and associate program director to sift through 40 percent more interviews? holistically like they're going to need to my my prediction is that so we had uh, we we mentioned on the show a few few episodes back about um token systems that they're going to mm-hmm. you know that some mm-hmm. i think it's odo that is um mm-hmm. uh trialing this year i guess you'd call it and uh, basically you get so many tokens to apply you can apply to more but um there's a there's a monetary penalty or something like that i can't remember exactly what we said but cuz you know once a show is done it falls out of my brain but <laughs> but um point is that there's going to have to be some artificial way of 
limiting the number of programs that you can just apply for mm-hmm. um, or else. So I predict that I think the token thing might take off, but it's going to mean that everybody has to do it. Like it can't just be some people do it. Some people right, don't. Right. And that's the, yeah. that's the tr- real trick. A lot of schools just dumped secondary, like secondary applications for residency programs, which like has never been a thing before. And now students are getting hit with surprise, like fill oh. out three essays really? with like, yeah, sorry. I did God. not know that. No yeah. kidding. So some are like. It seems like it just adds work. But I guess, but it, it's yeah. kind of, it's like essentially like the token system thing of like, you have to go through extra work. So like, if you, you were prioritize. like, if you were like thinking mm-hmm. about applying to the program, but maybe not, maybe this is like a possible deterrent if you're not like, or if you applied to 90 schools, like <laughs> maybe this is a way for you to like prioritize, which oh I don't know. God. I mean, I don't it's like just up that they should just charge a fee. Of what are the equivalent would have been to travel? <laughs> to that like you really love us, yeah. well, well, give us the give us your airport your ticket deposit. Yes. Yeah. it sounds like that's the nice. mob. <laughs> like wow, that's a pretty nice residency program we got here. Pony up the cash. Be a shame if uh, something bad you happened able your to application. <laughs> here. I, you know, I don't know if I agree with the. Increasing the monetary barrier because no, like no. people with me right. always. I, I don't no. seriously advocate for that. No, no, no. I mean, I'm, but this isn't directed at you. But that is like a serious consideration, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. But the problem is when you increase the cost, then you're automatically excluding people who just can't afford it. But the extra work does make a little more sense to me. Like secondaries yeah. is yeah. awful mm-hmm. as that sounds, but. Yeah, um, I don't know. I was getting the sense this year that um, even just the personal statement thing was like driving people nuts this year in terms of like oh, uh, even more than usual more than usual oh. um and uh you know because we help with personal statements in the writing program and and so uh you know i think i think kate was getting a lot more um a lot more traffic this year mm-hmm. um than than we have in the past and hmm. i can only imagine if there were secondary essays oh god <laughs> what that would mean. In fact, I really have to give Kate a heads up after the show today yeah, <laughs> about no, what you said because I had yeah, not heard no, that. Yeah, it's, it's real. It's happening right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's hard because like in medical school, we don't practice our writing very much. Like we write no. notes, but that's not like narrative writing. So mm-hmm. it's hard to think about like writing a personal statement again and like that kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Personal statement every year. How about that? One personal statement every year. In order to get to the next year of ed- education, yeah. you have to write Add a new... Add it to our wellness passport. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> Instead of having the wellness passport, they could yeah. have you practice writing your personal statement. There you go. Actually, yeah, like that's that. not a bad idea. Just have people journal throughout med school, and then that mm-hmm. can like be the experience you write about for your... Yeah, somewhere guarantee- in there, there's like a little nugget you can use to expand on. I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, I guarantee you that there is a large population of med students who'll be like, I don't want to. Oh, yeah. Our class, like, they're like asked to write two paragraphs and they're like, God damn this wellness passport. Yeah, I can't be bothered to write two paragraphs, which like I understand, you know, when you feel inconvenience like that. Yeah. But like, it's just, it's, it's it too, like 10 minutes, it takes you know? like 10, 10 minutes and like. At Iowa, I think we're really fortunate that we just have like smaller reflection things like that. Like there are some schools that have like wellness workbooks oh, and things yeah. like that that you yeah. have to fill out. 
And sorry if anybody like has like disparaged the. I hope I'm not attacking anybody who like has negatively talked on the wellness passports. But like it is, it's just like it's two paragraphs. Well, and, and, it's, and like, if you did, and, too bad for them. We, you know, sorry, you're right. not attacking them as people. You're attacking right. the idea. The idea of attacking wellness. Yeah. Well, I, I never understood this concept of like we want you to relax so much. We're going to give you extra homework to relax. Yeah. Like, yeah. how about you just give me the time off, and right. then I'll yeah. use it however I feel I like to relax. Everyone relaxes. If you talk to people over 50, they think binge watching Netflix is insanity. Whereas, like, I bet 100% of people in this room have Mm -hmm. at one point or another relaxed by just watching TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They have. I adopt a special position on the couch, which involves my butt. I'm going to try to describe this because, you know, podcast, but it involves my butt. No, but like show us in person, too, please. Sliding all the way. Oh, my God, me too. All the way to the front of the couch so that basically. Like my butt is hanging off the couch and I've got my back, my neck all the way back and I'm sort of looking down my nose at the television. That is my binge watching. So for anyone not seeing this, Dave basically looks like like a corpse. (laughs) A corpse that died watching TV. corpse binge watching Orange is the New I feel like I just got transported into your living room and I can totally see this happening of like your like son or daughter grabbing like the chair, you know, like assuming you're asleep because you're literally like... Horizontal. Yeah, I just and then reach out and smack them. And then, well, and then like changing the channel, you're like, "Hey, I was watching that." Yeah, come to life all of a sudden. Right. Um, I'm so- not gonna lie. I've been in that position with like my computer on my chest. Oh and yeah. Zoom mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Like a lecture, and then one time I accidentally hit like the unmute camera, <laughs> and no one else had their cameras on, and then you just see my face like with a double chin. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "No, no, off, off." <laughs> <laughs> At least it was that. Oh my gosh! What's his name? Jeffrey Tubin from he like corresponds for CNN and the New York Times. Oh yeah, yeah. He just got in trouble for exposing himself on on Zoom. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah. So I don't know By all accident? of the details. Here's a, yeah. This is the thing. It's no like they haven't ever like released like the full details. He exposed himself, but they didn't really say like in what context. Which okay. then is like, is this some like Charlie Rose? Like he like did it on purpose type of thing. So it was like or, broadcast. It probably it was, was like on, like, on the, like the public saw it. Well, no, it was on like a Zoom call for. Uh, so that could mean a lot of things. That could be like he only dressed from the waist up and then maybe had boxers on and then stood up forgetting that he was not dressed yeah. and then exposed himself. Or it could be something way. more more mm-hmm. That's why I don't love when they don't tell us more because then my my imagination runs wild thinking about like well what exactly are we talking about here? So. Which I feel like if it was an accident he probably like would be like in the moment like oh shit sorry like whatever like you know what I'm saying like if it was something yeah. like benign like that they probably wouldn't suspend him and like but broadcast would, this on the say that um he like writes for the New Yorker okay. and is a I don't remember it's the New Yorker course, New York right. Post and he sure. corresponds on on CNN a lot so y'all should like look up the article for Vex but like I don't know if it's an accident I don't think they would you know what I'm saying like if yeah, it's something like benign like oh s- like sorry I you know I forgot to put pants on or something but like if you're gonna <laughs> I don't sus- think anyone would right if you're gonna suspend somebody and like whatnot like there was probably some Something mm-hmm. went wrong. Something well, sus. I typed in Sounds Jeff sus. and Jeffrey Tubin was the first, <laughs> first thing that popped up. Yes, Jeffrey Tubin still has supporters, but no real legal grounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, De- uh, Jeffrey Tubin uh, is, let's see, uh, unzipping his pants, despite reportedly unzipping his pants in front of his journalist colleagues on a Zoom call to pleasure himself. 
Yeah, oh. so that's what I had heard. Okay, so it there came was, out. That, yeah, okay. there was actually like a sexual act involved, which uh, is for sure against the law. So, of gotcha. decency, but also against the legal law. So, <laughs> so if you're if you're interviewing for medical school or residency, it's just hot tip. Don't hot, do that. hot tip from the University of Iowa Harvard College of Medicine podcast. Don't pleasure yourself. During, Don't do that during oh. interviews. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want. I do want to take a break to say that the Shortcut Podcast is brought to you this week by the United States of America. Uh, I voted on Monday. Used our uh, county's drive-up voting process. It couldn't have been easier. Just had to read some directions, ask the poll workers any questions I had about the process. Uh, fill out the bubble sheet. I was on my way. Um, I'd like you to do the same, listeners, because only the only regrettable vote is the uncast vote. Uh, we often talk about the right to vote, and people have fought for that right um, to help determine the direction of our country. Uh, I also want to draw a line between your duty as a future physician to care for others and your right to vote as an extension of that care. Uh, Because medicine isn't just understanding human health and disease, it's also politics. Uh, Politicians make decisions about what your patients, uh, about your patients and their access to your knowledge um, and expertise. They decide what you can do for them. They decide how you'll do it. Um, In many cases, um, they've had what many consider, politicians have had what many consider to be an outsized role in the kinds of care that you can give your patients. So get in the habit of voting in every local, state, and national election. Um, Do your research at BallotReady.org and Ballotpedia.org. And honor before November 3rd. Cast your vote. Do it. It's important. I pledge allegiance to the short coat. Yes. <laughs> short coat for president. Yeah. But we did, we did talk about this in our like medicine and society small group on like uh, physicians or providers roles in politics. And like something I think that I had brought up was like, if we like take the Hippocratic oath and like promise to like care for our patient, like in total, like you can't ignore the like social determinants of health aspect of their health. Like mm-hmm. they break it down. I don't remember like what the research like pyramid shows, but only like 10 to 20% of a person's health can like directly be influenced by us as providers. And like the huge blocks underneath are like their access to housing and food mm-hmm. and things like that. And those things are like directly controlled by politics and like I've heard quite a few people in our class of saying like, oh, I don't really care about politics or I don't want to get involved or I have like too much on my plate already, et cetera. And like, that's not a role. But I think if you're caring for your patients and you want to care for your whole patient, like it is your role to, to I, participate and speak up. And I don't understand mm-hmm. that point of view because the, the, like it's like, I, I guess I understand like when I was younger, I didn't vote. So I get that it's it seems like not a young person thing to do. I want to encourage people to look at it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not hard to vote. Mm, it's so easy. It's I did so easy to vote. I mean, if, if you it didn't f- matter, they wouldn't be trying to stop you from doing it. <laughs> it literally yeah. took like five minutes. If you can fill out a bubble sheet, which if you can sit through a drive-through at McDonald's for ten minutes, like you can vote. And <laughs> you can definitely <laughs> vote. Five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I've done it in the last so twenty-four fast. hours. Yeah, but you eat- don't know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to answer your question, it's I, the McDonald's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> I think it comes from like a place of privilege of like if you have not had your yeah. like rights yeah. or access to like healthcare or food or marriage or things like that like directly attacked from like the political system then yes. like you're like it makes sense that you would be like oh politics really doesn't influence my life it's not like important mm-hmm. to me it doesn't change how I live my life and so that like makes sense why some people would feel like you know that politics doesn't really influence them whereas for other mm-hmm. people it like dictates almost every aspect of their of their life and I would argue that it for all of us, um, 
it dictates every aspect of our mm-hmm. life. Every single one of us are touched by the decisions that politicians make and the laws that are passed and the regulations that are enacted. Um, and I, I, you know, it's you, it, whether to vote or not, like if you vote, you're making a choice. If you don't vote, you're making a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, it's not like you're not making that choice by not voting. You're still having an effect. Um, and I would argue not a good one, not necessarily a good one. So uh, I hope you'll do that. Um, I want you to do that. I don't want you to regret not doing it. Uh, I, I just wanted to add that, you know, definitely... Consider that your participation in the system matters and do your research. The information is definitely out there. You know, in my day, <laughs> God damn it, Dave. <laughs> really? There must be like a short coat bingo we just won by you saying like, in my day. When I was a, when I was a boy, <laughs> we didn't have the inter- We couldn't research our, our candidates. We had to rely upon uh, the, the evening news. Sound like the Crip Keeper? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a spooky show this week, folks. <laughs> we, uh, uh, yeah, we had to. We we had to like. Um, I don't even know how we would have done it back then. We would have watched. We literally could have only gotten it from the evening news or from the mailers that we got in the. Got so many mailers. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. So now you just go to ballotpedia.org or ballotready.org, and you can find out, you know, exactly how to vote, exactly where to go, exactly who, you know, figure out exactly who you want to vote for. Everybody wants you to vote. Oh, you said like to do your research, but like don't keep it solely from TikTok. Like TikTok, and I think can be like it can be a great source to like introduce topics. Yeah. Um, but I think really? it's only like intensifying the like bite-sized like news media where we see like just a little headline and we like oh shit like this happened it's got to be true. But like you know if people is this aren't a thing now. Yeah, TikTok? I there's like okay, I there's like political like TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, either. it's essentially like Twitter. You know, Twitter. I don't approve. Like, it's 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 a shorter <laughs> thing on Twitter where you like see a tweet and you're like okay yeah you just kind of like accept it without like clicking on the articles things like that like in tick you know there's tiktoks where they'll like talk about like news events happening you know like nsars in nigeria right now like there's like tiktoks like promoting like hey like here's oh, what's happening yeah. in nigeria right now but it's the, i think the idea is like yes that's like a great way right. to like introduce topics but go a little like further was saying like do your mm-hmm. like you have to read the articles like twitter now is like trying out a new function where if you try to retweet an article without actually like clicking on the article it will like prompt you hey are you sure you want to share this <laughs> huh. without actually reading the article so like I didn't know that when you do your research okay. like actually social media is destroying the world <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so the New York Times uh, on the daily recently uh, they were talking about um, censorship and they were talking about censorship um, but something else they were talking about a system that all the journalists sat down or, or all the correspondents sat down like devised as a way to I guess um standardize the way that they evaluate tips that they get. Mm. Mm. And ironically, they called it the email system. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was something like, uh, you know, evaluate the source, (laughs) the the content. The motive. Yeah, -hmm. yeah, exactly. Nathan knows what I'm talking about. And I thought, like, actually, this is very reasonable. And like, we should, and I think that's something they're starting to teach in schools, is like teaching kids to look at, like, not just the information, but like, who is this coming from? And what do they stand to gain by convincing you of this? And that's pretty valuable. And also important to remember in the election. So you, I uh, literally don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's, uh, I, before we do you get, how's your schedules? Fine. I'm doing that too. 
let that tell you what it is. You can leave it in the. I don't care. What an amazing shocker. Yeah, no, swear to God. Yeah. I'm not leaving that in. Uh, Yeah, I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, good for you. I mean, you can. I don't care. You're right. You're right. Don't leave it in. Don't leave it in. I don't like. I don't care if people like know. No, swear to God. You know what I'm gonna do in in post? I'm just gonna bleep out everything you said. Like you'll be like, I'm blank. I'm beep at two. I'm going to. I mean, t- tell us everything. I want to know. Yeah. Like, La- you, later. You, I don't have later. that much editing. Right. We can fit. We can recap after. Okay. All right. Uh, if people could draw their own conclusions, people would be like, "Who is Nathan <laughs> going to?" <laughs> Nobody. It's been months. It's been. Oh there's a drought God. in Iowa City. <laughs> uh, I think it is important to know how to argue a point. You got. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> I think it's important for you, you know, speaking of politics and, and engagement, I think it's important for you guys to know how to argue a point. You guys will one day be on committees and teams and boards and all this kind of stuff, and you'll be expected to debate and discuss to arrive at conclusions. So I've put on my educator hat uh, so that we can play a game of Mega Battle today. So get out your phones. I've sent you a link to a superhero generator. Mm-hmm. Use that link now and find your superhero. Do we put in our name? Uh, I did. Okay. Um then in pairs, you'll discuss who is more powerful, who has the upper hands, and essentially who would win in a fight between the two. Uh, what does this have to do with anything? Uh, nothing. Shut up and do it. <laughs> Should we include a weakness? How many powers I would go I with two. I would include a weakness and go with only two things. Otherwise, it's very complicated. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, so should we choose one strength and one weakness? I would choose... Uh, Two strengths, one weakness. Okay. That's just my gut feeling. Oh, and the output is wow. The this answer. weakness is like accurate. <laughs> well, do you, do you, do you want to start? You and uh, you and um, Emma. Okay. Can argue it out. Do you, you can and you can say your. T- Should tell I us, read it out? Okay. Yeah, tell us your. So I've learned to view distant locations with my mind. I've also developed the talent to absorb the damage from cold and use it to boost my knack at fighting in the dark. But sadly, I'm notoriously clumsy. Which is like <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> Wait, can you say the second part again? Um, I I can absorb damage from cold and like use it to power myself to fight in the dark. How do you absorb it's like Elsa from the cold? She's like Elsa. I don't know. I guess if yeah. I like get frostburn, it like only makes me stronger. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good right now in Iowa. Yes. Uh, okay. Emma, what's what's yours? Mine, Emma, has an unimaginable speed. She also carries a poisonous ten- tentacle <laughs> <laughs> um, that can force enemies to drop all possessions. Shamefully, Emma becomes night blind in the presence of sand. <laughs> oh, that's so specific. Wow. Okay. Um, so, fight. Who's going to win? Who's going to win this fight? I think I would win because it's very cold outside and it only makes me stronger, particularly at night. So I would just like throw sand on you in the dark and then <laughs> use, the, use the cold. But I have unimaginable speed, so I can pretty much get away from you in any situation and I can just keep running or however I get around until you tire out. I you mean, can't see in the dark. <laughs> yes, you, but who said the no, fight has to happen in the dark? No, I can only see if you throw sand at me. And if you can't throw sand at me, I can keep seeing. Oh, okay, that's fair. Ding, 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 winner. Emma. But I can, I can see I where know. you are. I, I, sh- I can use my mind to perceive distant locations. So there's nowhere that you can run that you can hide. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Okay, well, you can perceive them, but it doesn't mean you can get there. That's true. 
Yeah. But eventually she will find you yes, and get you. You didn't even need to use that tentacle. I? You could use that tentacle. Use that tentacle. Drop all your possessions. I can make you drop all the sand. Yeah. Damn. All right. Oh, I'm sorry, Sahana. I, I gotta. I gotta give it to Emma. I feel mean now, though. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beat the shit out of her. <laughs> Imagine that Sahana is some other person you hate, and then let that hate flow through you. Feel it coursing through your veins. Right. That's so hard, though, because Sahana is so nice. That's oh, why I said thanks. imagine someone else. Because I, I would never beat up Sahana. Um, all right. That was good. That was good. Sahana loses. Emma wins. <laughs> Emma, now you, now you get to... Uh, but should we use the same one? Well, that, don't yeah, don't we'll Aline use, and I have to fight? Well, uh, yeah, Emma's, Emma's going to fight one of you. Oh, shouldn't it be? Oh, okay. That was Emma's, so the winner do, is going to fight. It's not a bracket system where... We should like, do round... Right, yeah, so yeah. Aline and I should fight, and then yeah. Emma should fight the winner. Who's in charge of the show? <laughs> the people. Power to the people. You're right. Let's go, go ahead. You and, you and Aline fight with your... Uh, <laughs> All right. With your superhero. You should do your worst, Aline. <sighs> I'm not, it's, I don't have a lot at my disposal, so... Um, do you want to go first? Tell no, you what. do your worst. Okay, all right. So, Aline has been known to become incredibly massive. <laughs> uh, that hurts my feelings a little bit. Um, additionally, she can copy the weapons of her adversaries. Oh. Uh, lamentably, Aline is handicapped by being sickly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm fat and ill. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the internal medicine wards of the hospital. But. I thought you, I, it could be massive in the sense like, in the 90s sense, like, oh, that's so massive. Well, so that's a question. What type of mass are we talking? Am I, am I massive in muscle, massive in adipose tissue? Are my organs bigger? I thought you were like everything, denser. Just like just yeah, she just becomes yeah. denser. But if you're sickly... Hmm. Yeah. I would okay. Okay, well we're we're already prosecuting the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, right. What's yours? <clears throat> Nathan has learned the ability to spin like a whirlwind in an astounding speed. He has the power to change shape into a starfish. <laughs> However, lamentably, he struggles with being sticky. You're wow. A sticky starfish. Yeah. So okay. I I feel like you're a sticky with my like starfish. sticky whirlwind, I can spin and slice. Yeah, you Aline's, can put me in a death spin, basically. Yeah, her sickly, massive body. Well, all I have to do is sit on you. So <laughs> <laughs> if Better she's run. massive, i.e., very dense, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then and I don't see anything. Why am I arguing? So it's like I think I think it's like a it's like a David <laughs> versus Goliath thing. It's like I'm super fast. And mm -hmm. like Aline is struggling to move because she's so big and sickly. She's like that. spinning around. Oh, just yeah. Well, okay. Her. So this whole Aline is handicapped baby. What if I just barf on you? Mm. At that point, that's not. Dude, but I'm, I've got that I'm whirlwind. Making, I got that whirlwind, and I will send that barf weapons? back at that's you. That's true. I can. I can also copy your weapons. So you can become mm. a sticky starfish. <laughs> <laughs> a big sticky, st sickly, star no, sticky starfish that will vomit on you. But yeah. if, you, if you copy my weapons, do you know how to use them properly? <laughs> Probably not. I'd need like a probationary period to get <laughs> up right, to speed. Alright, pause. You pause yeah. the fight. I need to learn how to be sticky. Let me get up to speed. <laughs> yeah, these are not bad. These are not bad. Mass is... Definitely a, a yeah, you know, the atom the bombs are massive. Here's the thing. You're massive. Mm -hmm. You now have absorbed his super twirling speed. 
Mm-hmm. What are the physics implications of that at this point? I could become a my own planet. <laughs> and then it would be stuck to she'll me forever because of the gravity. It. I think because she's so big, it will take a long time for her to get spinning. So, like, my ability <laughs> to spin will be much quicker. Like, you know, I think a little a bowling ball, it's going to take longer. True. I mean, the spin. Earth is technically spinning right now, but we don't feel, feel it. it. Mm, All right. True. All right. Let's go. I will look. If you're going to bring logic into this. <laughs> I think that's the idea. But. <laughs> I really? Well, so that's where we're going to draw the line that I, after I am massive and sickly. All right. We are not fat phobic <laughs> on the show. Uh, Sahana, who do you think wins? Uh, Emma, who do you think wins on this one? I don't know. I don't know. This is a hard one. I mean, I, I did. I think they're both pretty damn lame superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come here for you to hurt my feelings. This is Aline's 91st show. Show some love, Dave. <laughs> Doesn't that mean anything to you? <laughs> on her 100th, 100th show, you should just do like a, a mashup of all of her best moments. Oh my God. I'm working oh. on it, actually. I'm she, working on it. She did propose it, and I was like, yeah, as long as you do it all. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, as a bonus episode, that would be fun. I mean, the number one is when Irisa Fed us cat food. Cat yeah. food. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't eat it. You saw it. We're like, I That's did eat it. No, food. somebody else in the room did not eat it. Somebody else. It was smart. her friend who knew uh, who, the ringer who was in on the joke. So <laughs> anyway, was, you can cut that out. It was not delicious. I would oh. spoil for people that I ate cat food. But do you realize that um, recently, you know, when I got my cat, um, I mentioned something about like cat, like wet cat food. And she commented on Facebook. You know, is it Sheba brand, Dave? Ha ha ha! And I'm pretty sure now I know exactly which cat food I was. We were fed Sheba brand. So she's very lucky about how super very cool we were all about that. <laughs> so I, you know what? I've never really been speechless on this show until I realized I I sat silent for the rest of the episode. I was just like. <laughs> I didn't say a word, I think, for the rest of the show. I think, ironically, it's kind of an interesting moment in our history that I'm really glad happened. Yeah. But, mm. yeah. I've, for the likes, for yeah. the reviews, Anything I'm Anything cool for the it. clicks, yeah. Yeah. As long as it didn't make me sick, because that was my first concern. I went home and I immediately Googled, like, can you get sick from cat food? <laughs> what the hell is in it? And luckily I was fine. Uh, all right. We're going to call that a draw. I don't know. Nathan did a good job. But right, I'll, I'll concede Aww. to... Yeah. All right. So that means that Nathan now gets to battle Emma. Are we using the same powers? Or can, can we get we... new ones? Yeah, get new ones if you okay. like. mm-hmm. That's hardly in the spirit of bracketing, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, not seven. I've never been much for... Uh, for actually, like, having rules for these stupid little <laughs> games we do. I mean, <laughs> it's for fun. <laughs> Should I say mine? Yeah, go ahead and uh, tell us your... <laughs> okay. Emma can spit blinding light from her longbow in a field around herself. <laughs> she also <laughs> she also possesses the power to take control of germs. Oh. Yeah. And she knows how to use them. It's <laughs> a big deal. Lamentably, Emma is handicapped by being blind. Once again, I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Nathan can make duplicates of himself, and he brawls wielding an explosive axe that also grants a bewildering array, array of useful gadgets, but while never in pain. Uh, lamentably, what? okay. My what? Let's start but, this again. That was yes. very. That was very. So, confusing. are you taking notes? <laughs> yeah. I think so this very Nathan seriously. duplicates himself. <laughs> yeah. 
and he brawls, <laughs> wielding an explosive axe that also grants a bewildering array of useful gadgets, but he can't, but, well, never in pain, which I'm assuming means if I'm damaged, I cannot use said axe. What's your weakness? Is that your weakness? No. Oh. Which is confusing because it says, lamentably, Nathan has a weakness of being ill-mannered. <laughs> so that's your weakness. Yeah, my You're weakness just gonna is being rude. Rude. Words. Yeah, yeah, that's not a weakness. You yeah, know. I'm gonna just belittle you, and I'm gonna ground you into the dirt with <laughs> my words. I was gonna lose the will to fight. You heard her I'm gonna too break much. your spirit before I break your body. <laughs> be like, you know, Nathan, I understand. <laughs> like, I get it. You've got it. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You've got an axe that explodes and shit. You don't have any pain. Why do you have to be such a about it. <laughs> it's, Can your uh, axe do anything to the germs it. that I'm going to throw at you? Um, yeah, with its bewildering its array of useful gadgets, including antibiotics. <laughs> I was going to say our antibiotics. Use yeah. it if you're injured, right? Well, you have to injure me first. Well, let's say I did. How are <laughs> you going to? How are you going to injure me? Hmm? Prove I'm it. Gonna Prove it. I'm going to blind you by the light from my longbow, and so you can't see where I am. But That's I'm not. Hey, blind people are not in pain. Mm-mm. No, blind people are not in pain. I think it might momentarily confuse you. Aim your axe at anything. It's explosive, so I don't have to aim. You're gonna blow yourself up too, then. You know what? (laughs) I can make duplicates of myself. Don't forget. So I will make duplicates of myself. Like a backup. mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. I got backup Nathans ready to attack and be jerks while they're at it. You little weenie. Yeah, why don't you go? Why don't you go to Weenie Hut Junior after I blow you up with my my exploding axes, huh, Emma? You little Weenie Hut Junior. And also, your costume is stupid. <laughs> right? Did your mom pick it out or something? Damn it! I thought that deserved way more love. Oh my God! I thought it was funny. Your reinforced pillow, trick or treating bag, nerd. This <laughs> just got personal. <laughs> Why you don't? Have, why are you hurting my feelings? I'm, I'm not sure. Hey, I did get shit on by a cat, so all right, all right. I it's like, better. I feel like your um, what was it? Your weakness is becoming your strongest weapon, <laughs> which makes me even more powerful. Yeah, yeah. He's making lemonade out of lemons, and I really applaud. Oh that. my God! Another SpongeBob reference from Weenie Hut Junior. Evil. Every villain is lemons. I don't know if anybody else is <laughs> yes. SpongeBob, but evil. Like I can hear Mermaid Man right now saying evil. <laughs> I don't, what is Weenie Hut Jr.? Um, so it's it when SpongeBob. SpongeBob's trying to go into the salty spittoon, mm-hmm. and you have to prove to be like super tough. And he goes in and gets beat beat up, and they're, they're like, like "Yeah, you should go to Weenie Hut Jr." Uh, all right, I didn't know I had to study for this. I, yeah, <laughs> SpongeBob like references is it's like a culture and a lifestyle. I, yes. I do love SpongeBob. <laughs> right. uh, Emma, I got got some bad news for you. I, I feel like. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I think he won. Nathan I'll just say it myself. won that. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I don't want to be known as being a mean person. So. Okay. <laughs> God forbid. Dead. Right. All right. Well, take mean your hell no. take your niceness out of here. Yeah, we don't want that. No, we do. Thank you for being nice. I think that means uh, Nathan is the winner of this uh, this whatever we're calling it bracket game. I await my Educational activity. Mm-hmm. Did you make me a trophy? Uh, no. That's not how I do things. Unlike the rest of the, us, Dave has no just, superpowers. Just like in medical education, it is the, the act mm-hmm. of 
of doing good. The pursuit. That is its own reward. Mm-hmm. It's all about the journey. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah, about the destination. Bragging rights is what you there want. Thank you. That's our show. Thank you, Emma, Aline, Nathan, Sahana, for being your usual super cool co-host selves. Thank you. Hey, and I Thank hope you. everybody has a safe Halloween. Stay positive. And not negative. Well, oh, stay shit. negative. So what's it? Stay we negative. Want you to stay oh, ne- here we go. Here we go. It's feel. I hope you have like a po- feel positive and stay negative. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. There you go. Feel positive and stay negative. And go vote. And go vote. And go vote. Do, do your it. homework vote. and then vote. Just yes. do it. And what kind of utter dingus would I be if I didn't thank you, Short Coats, for making us a part of your week? If you're new here and you like what you heard today, subscribe to our show wherever fine podcasts are available. I command it. I remind you that your questions are vital to the show because they mean the show can be what you want it to be about. Uh, send your questions and comments to the shortcoats at gmail.com or you can leave a message at 347-SHORT-CT. We'll talk about it on the show. While your podcast app is open, we hope you'll be the kind of listener we're always grateful for. Leave us some stars and a review, an actual words, a series of words uh, telling us how well we're doing or how not well we're doing. <laughs> like that's going to happen. That would be wonderful. I really like reading the reviews. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine, student government, and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities program. Our music is by Dr. Vox and Catmosphere. Talk to you in one week. 